Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, your alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Cal Rowe and I'm here with my co-host, Aish Ravi. How are you, Aish? I'm great, thanks, Cal. How are you? Very tired uh, because I just muffed up our intro. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Can't remember words. No, I'm good. Hey, we made it to the end, round 10. It feels like we blinked and we missed it. It's just gone so quickly for 10 rounds of footy, but we made it to the final round and arguably it was the best round. There's some really cracking games that kind of set the tone for finals and also set the places on the ladder. I think we came into this round and it wasn't clear at the start of the weekend who was going to finish on top and certainly who was going to finish in that top four. What did you think of the round overall? Yeah, really good round. Great way to finish off mm. season seven. So, yeah, I mean, I thought there were some really cool games, really tight contests. Yeah, really enjoyed watching some of those games in the weekend. Yeah, I feel like even for the, you know, the 10 sides that don't obviously get to go on and play finals, there were some pretty nice ways to finish there. Let's get into our first game of the weekend. Of course, that was the Blues taking on the Dogs. That, of course, was played out at Icon Park with the Dogs narrowly getting over the line at the very end of the game. The final score was 4-7-31 to the Blues and 5-4-34 to the Dogs. And basically, in my notes right now, in all capitals, I have Ellie Blackburn is elite because in the final two minutes of this game, she slammed the ball on her boot and got the dogs out in front for the win. Obviously, a really important game for the dogs, given that it was sort of part and parcel of them scraping into the top eight uh, and a bit of a regaining of pride for the Blues after a bit of a lackluster season. So Carlton had the run early on, but the Bulldogs scrapped back and obviously that clutch goal from Blackburn capped it off. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was a really exciting game to watch and it really could have gone either way. Mm. Yeah, but very exciting for the Dogs to make finals again and see what they can do. Yeah, it's the first time, obviously, since the last time in 2018. I'm very excited uh, to see just how far they can go, especially with a, a season that has uh, been a lot less interrupted than the last one. So nice for them to to finally find some rhythm. Who we play on performance for this game? 
Uh, I couldn't go past Blackburn, no. three, Edmonds for two and Cranston for one. Well, I've got a couple of matches there. I've also given Ellie my three votes. Like you said, pretty hard to go past. She had 23 disposals, seven touches, and of course, two goals. One early on in the piece when the dogs needed a lift and of course, the cracker at the end there. I gave two votes to Alice. She's had an absolute ripper of a season and continued to do so in this game. She had 10 disposals, 28 hitouts, and eight tackles. Gotta love a ruck who can do well in the air and also dominate on the ground. And I've given one vote to Elise O'Day, who had nine disposals, 10 tackles, and kicked two tidy goals for the Blues. Great to see June hit the scoreboard. Awesome. Yeah, so the second game was Brisbane the Collingwood. This was at Metricon Stadium. Brisbane, again, had a pretty emphatic victory over Collingwood. Mm. Yeah, the scoreline was 8-7-55 to Collingwood's 1-4-10. Just a dominant performance by Brisbane all round. Yeah, they couldn't really do much wrong in this game. It certainly seems to be their uh, presence dominating in every line across the ground. And this game's always been a bit of a, a funny one for Collingwood. I feel like they regularly come up against Brisbane in the pointy end of the season and sometimes in finals and have always fallen short. So I imagine it's a bit of a, a head game just as much as a physical one for them. And again, it did not go their way. Yeah. And I mean, it's really exciting to see like this is a form that Brisbane's taking into the finals. Yeah, I would say arguably been informed since day dot with that yeah. minor minor blip against Richmond. Who were you playing performer votes for this one? So for this, I had Hodder for three, Anderson for two, and Griner for one. All lines. Very cool. I had Hodder. Also agree with you there. Courtney had 12 disposals, nine tackles, and two goals. I've given Kathy Spark two votes. She had 18 disposals, nine tackles, and one goal. Yep. And I've given one vote to Michaela Can, who had 22 disposals and five tackles. So another really good outing for her um, in a tough game for the Pies. On Saturday, we had our first game of the day, which was, well, a bit of a, a belting, really. The D's taking on the Eagles out at Casey Fields. The final score for that game was 11-13-79 over 0-1-1 to the Eagles. This game, Melbourne absolutely needed the goals for percentage and they just fell so achingly short of finishing as, as minor premiers. The final percentage differential was like 0.3% between them and the Brisbane Lions. And with a scoreline like 11-13, they could have done that. Even with one more point, they would have snatched it. Casey, of course, did its thing and made it an extra tough affair in part with a bit of rain, but the Ds took control and they piled on the goals through nine different players. So still showcasing that really formidable board line and, and scoring options across the ground. Round. Meanwhile, for West Coast, I think it was a kind of like a hard finish for what was essentially an, a quite improved season. Even though they they remained goalless for the game, I think they can be pretty proud of the improvement that they've had across this season. Anyways, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I thought again it was a dominating performance by Melbourne. They could have got that percentage. <laughs> it's just so frustrating looking at that scoreline. I know, I know, but again, it's a great game for them leading into finals. Like they'll be full of confidence, and yeah, having done a lot right in that game. Absolutely. I mean, they've got their uh, their work cut out for them this weekend against Adelaide. But I think that's going to set up as a really, really exciting game. It'll be an exciting first final game. Yeah, great way to open the finals. Yes, really cool. But who are you playing on performer votes for this one? Uh, I had Mithin for three, 
And then mm-hmm. I had four for two and packs them for one. I've got my three votes going to Liv Purcell. Had 21 disposals, two tackles and one goal. I've given two votes to Kate Hall, like you, who had 16 disposals, nine tackles and two goals. And I've given one vote to Ashley McCarthy of West Coast Eagles. She had 18 disposals and six tackles. And there was also some really, really good footage of her being tackled by Taylor Harris. And Taylor kind of just picked her up and held her off the ground. Awesome. Strong women. Yeah, we love it. We love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) And you caught the next game? Yes, the next game was St Kilda versus Adelaide at RCA Park. It was a really good performance by Adelaide, winning uh, 4-5-29 over St Kilda, 2-1-13. It was quite a close game early on. I think Adelaide would have you know, had some nerves, but they certainly finished off the game quite strongly, which was really good to see. And again, exciting for them leading into the finals. But I think there's a lot, lot of work that they can do to improve on as that game could have been an upset well and truly. Yeah, well, I feel like St Kilda have done that on a couple of occasions, just uh, come out and upset. Equally, though, they've also not. So I was pretty sure Adelaide would get over the line in this game. But in the end, I think it was quite lucky that they did. Who were you playing performance for this one? Had Marinoff for three, Hatchard mm-hmm. for two, and Patrikos for one. Straight sets agree with you there. <laughs> pretty hard to go past <laughs> Noffy and Hatchie, especially at this pointy end of the season. And it's great to see Patrikios back in the game as well. Definitely doesn't look like she's she's missed a beat coming back into the side this season. And hopefully we'll get to see a few more wins for the Saints next season. Yeah. Following on for that game, of course, was the contest down at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong. The Cats taking on the Swans. Huge score for this one. The final score being 15, 12, 102 to the Swans for 327. This is the second highest AFLW score of all time, lodged by the Cats. And they're also the second team to lock in a three-digit score after Melbourne warped Fremantle earlier in the year. Well, Swannies, they just played their hearts out in a, in a pretty tough conclusion to their first season. But the Cats just were all class with their ball movement up and down the ground. It's probably the best part of this game for me was how the Cats went about scoring. Last season, we talked a lot about how their sole strategy to score was basically bomb it up front and hope for the best. This season has seen that change completely. They've gone from strength to strength. So they've switched up between running it inside 50 or hitting up their targets. And so rather than just bombing it and hoping for the best, actually pinpointing targets like Shear and Derby and and hitting them. It's been really impressive development for their side. Uh, Obviously, a lot of other things going on there as well with a really strong defensive line and a high-performing midfield. But impressive to see that biggest turnaround in their scoring. And that's obviously reflected in the scoreline this weekend. What did you reckon? Amazing, yeah, game performance. I think it's really exciting to see what Geelong will do in finals. Again, Mm. going into finals, it's really good form. I think that also kind of speaks to playing more games in a year. I mean, I know we've had two separate seasons, but comparatively to when the, the proximity of seasons to each other, they've been quite close. So most of the teams kind of just kept going kept training, kept playing together. Yeah. So it really makes a point of expanding the length of the season. More games equals better footy. This is what you get. Who are you playing on performer votes for this round? So I had Prisparkas for my three. 
McDonald's mm-hmm. for two and Sheer for one. I've given Sheer my three. Obviously had 10 disposals, two marks and four goals. Huge bag. It was the game high goals and also a record for her. She has only ever kicked three in a game before, so broke that record. Uh, I've given two votes to Amy McDonald, who had a whopping 34 disposals, four tackles and one goal. And I've given one vote to Cynthia Hamilton from the Swans, who had 19 disposals, four tackles and earned the Rising Star for this last round. So that was uh, pretty awesome to see. She's had a great season. In fact, both Hamilton sisters have. And I think the more games that the Swans get under their belt, the more we'll start to see all of that come together for them and, and you know, the the work of those players pay off. I agree. Following on from that game, we had Fremantle taking on the Hawks out of Fremantle Oval. This is another one of those games that was really close and could have gone anyway. The final score, though, of course, was 7-7-49 to Fremantle and 7-2-44 to the Hawks. I thought it was really nice to see the Dockers finish on a win uh, after a pretty tough injury-riddled season. They've definitely not been their usual Fremantle selves, so... It was nice to see that, yeah, shades of that old side, I guess, and, and and see them finish on a win. Equally, though, also really great to see the system and connection and ball movement of the expansion side in Hawthorne and how that's kind of developed over the last 10 rounds. I don't think this is a game that they should feel too disappointed about. Obviously, it was so very close, but it was a really good performance from them as well. The game also saw the first two retirements of the season. I hate retirements. I mean, I know they happen, but it just makes me sad. (laughs) I start to dread this part of the year. And obviously that was with Jess Stuffin and Cara Antonio. Both of them were chaired off together in a pretty fitting farewell. So it was nice to see. What did you think of this game? Yeah, I think it was a really exciting game to watch. Again, Mm. we've gone either way. Yeah, like you said, Frio probably didn't have the best start to the season, but is something that they can yeah. finish off the season on a high in terms of like, you know, there's a lot of positives they could take out of this game. And same with Hawthorne too. You could see there was marked improvement in their game overall in this game. So mm. they've obviously, they could they could have won this game and it would have been really exciting for them. But yeah, like you said, they can't be disappointed with their efforts in this in this game and, and this season. Yeah, certainly. And I think that was reflected in Beck's speech at the end of the game, just the pride and excitement. Who were your play on performance for this round? I had Ty for three mm-hmm. and I had Luke's Frog for two and I had Antonio for one. I have given my three votes to Anya Ty. Uh, she had an absolute cracker of a game, probably a career best. 13 disposals, six marks, three tackles and four goals. I think up until this point she'd not kicked uh, a goal in the AFLW. I think she kicked it behind and that was it. So to kick her first AFLW goal and then follow it up with three more, nice effort, solid. I've given Kiara Bowers two votes. Ridiculous day out for her. Has broken another record. 34 disposals, 22 tackles, which is a new FLW record. Insane. (laughs) Amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) That's huge, isn't it? And I've given one vote to Tilly Lucas-Rod, who uh, was standout for the Hawks and has been all season. She had 26 disposals, seven tackles, and kicked a goal, uh, which was pretty awesome. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then you caught the other expansion sides duking it out. Yes. So this was Port Adelaide versus Essendon with Essendon uh, trumping Port with a strong victory, um, winning 5-7-37 over Port Adelaide's 1-4-10 at Alberton Oval. And, yeah, it was a great game. For both sides, there's positives to take out of it. It's really exciting to see you know Bombers play really good style of football. They dominated that game from the very beginning. They've got a lot of positives to take out of that game. Yeah, absolutely. I've really enjoyed watching the Dons play all season. If there was an award for best newcomer, I would give it to them. I think they just have a really exciting, energetic brand of footy and obviously a lot of a lot of good characters. They did really well with their list. Been really exciting to see how that comes together. Yeah. Equally, though, I feel like Port haven't necessarily had the same momentum as the Dons, but there's definitely potential for them to do the same thing. Yeah. Particularly, you know, with the more games we've seen under their belt, that that connection has been building and there's a lot of really exciting new young players coming through on the Port side as well. So two teams I look forward to seeing what they can do next season. Who will you play on performance for this one? I had Chris Parkers for three, um, mm-hmm. I had G for two, and Scott for one. Maddie gets my three votes. 24 disposals, eight tackles. It's been one of the best players for Bombers all season, which has been really exciting to watch. I gave two votes to Daria Bannister, who had 11 disposals and two goals. One, an absolute cracker. And I've given one vote to Abby Darrick for Port, who had 21 disposals and five tackles. So another young player coming up through the ranks there. Great to see. I was very excited about game eight in this round, so much so that I arrived home from footy trip, threw my stuff in the door and jumped in the car, drove down to Arden Street to catch the Roos take on the Tigers. This game was arguably one that defined the round and also determined who rounded out the top four and got the double chance at finals. And it was really, really intense from the start. It's probably also the biggest crowd I've ever seen at Arden Street. She had to line up to get in. Normally you're just able to walk straight in. The line went a couple of hundred metres down the street. So obviously uh, a big fan favourite as well. The final score for this one, well, it was a draw. We've had a few draws this season, but I don't think anyone expected that this was going to be one as well. And it came right down to the wire and in the the back quarter of the game. So, yeah, we we had uh, an exciting game from the get-go. Obviously two Premier midfields going at it, um, but the Roos having some critical outs in Carney and, and Rennie, obviously not playing. Still, they managed to scrape back the lead in the back half of the game, only for Richmond to put on the forward pressure and Russia behind, like in the last couple of minutes. It was such it's it's always such a weird feeling with a draw, but this one it actually felt like there was a winner and a loser. The the Roos were quite flat. The Tigers were obviously were obviously aware of what it meant in terms of getting the double chance. Um, so yeah, just a, a funny a funny ending to a quite a high intensity game. 
What did you think? Yeah, I mean, a very exciting game to watch. And, yeah, it's great to see a big crowd at Arden Street. Yeah. Um, I do think this was a game that North Melbourne could have, should have won. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They had more scoring shots. Yeah, I think they'll t- probably take this and you know, think what could they, obviously there's a lot of things that they could have worked on um, and that they could have done better. But um, ultimately I think it's a great outcome for Richmond in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just checked there was 3,147 people at Arden Street. So who are your play on performer votes for this one? Oh, well, who? There's so many options for, for this one. Oh. But I'm going to give Conti my three. I can't mm-hmm. not. Uh, I think she's been absolutely amazing this whole season. Oh, um, absolutely. In this game. And then Mackenzie for two and King for one. I've almost agreed with you. Uh, I've given Mon Conti my three too. Yeah, you're right. You just can't go past it. Another really great and important performance for the Tigers. She had 21 disposals and nine tackles. I've given Ellie two votes. Uh, she had 16 disposals, five tackles and two goals, and they were great goals. And I gave one vote to Jenna Bruton, who had 17 disposals and one goal. Um, and again, for much of this game, Bruton was left alone and a couple of times received the ball uncontested. It just seemed ridiculous that 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 error wasn't being corrected almost immediately after the first time it happened. So, yeah, another really cracking game from her. Yeah, I agree with you. So the last game of the round was Giants v Suns and um, Giants had a pretty convincing victory, winning by 12 points, so 7-2-44 to 4832 um at Henson Park and yeah i mean it was it was a good win for the giants um great way to finish their season um yeah. on a high and um they had a lot of reasons to win that game but one of the main reasons was celebrating Cora Staunton's 50th game which was um yeah good for her to have a winning game on her milestone again there's a lot of good things that both teams could take out of that but yeah Giants uh, definitely uh, played, you know, quite attacking football, um, and yeah, got came home with the win. There was a lot of there's a lot of chat uh, running up to Cora's fiftieth game that it also might be her last, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I'm quite sure that they will have to drag her out in a box. I don't think she'll <laughs> stop playing. Who are your player performers for this one? Yes, to my player performance, I gave Garnett three, um, mm-hmm. Parker two. And I'm actually giving Ashanti Bush my uh, one vote. She's been a really exciting player to watch the last few games. So, Yeah, those goals, man, they were amazing. So good. Some some inspo for us heading into preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially those of us who are transitioning into Ford. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Who are your playoff performance votes? Oh, I've given three to Georgia Garnett also, 14 disposals, three goals. Can't argue with that. I gave my two to Jodie Hicks, 13 disposals and three tackles and has had um, quite the season with the Giants this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've given one vote to Charlie Rowbottom, who had a ridiculous 27 disposals and seven tackles through the middle with the Suns. Amazing. Hey, I'm going to ask a question without notice. Um, instead of doing the game to watch next round, I want you to tell me who you think are going through. Who are the who are the four winners of our finals? I think it's going to be the Lions, mm-hmm. Cats, 
Mm-hmm. Doggies. Mm-hmm. And out of Melbourne and Adelaide? Oh, forgot them. Um, Melbourne. <laughs> How could you forget? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Melbourne, Lions, Geelong, and doggies. You? Yeah, I'm probably going to pick the same. The game that I'm least sure about is the Geelong North game, though. It's going to be a, a, a ripper game. Well, we'll see. Absolutely. It's going to be a huge weekend of footy. Well, that is it for the home and away season of season seven. But, you know, it's finals time. So if you want to follow along, uh, you can. You can join us on Twitter. I'm at row underscore Kel. And you can also find at play on radio Mel. Aish, what's your Twitter handle? Aish underscore Ravi one. Fantastic. We'll do our best to catch you up over the finals, but uh, we've, we've also very conveniently scheduled overseas trips. So we might be a little bit sporadic in our podcasting. At the very least, we'll do a wrap up at the end. Looking forward to the granny upon our return. And um, yeah, that's it from us for now. Um, we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually. Awesome. Thanks. See you, everyone.